Welcome to Green Wave Radio. Your episode starts now. Hi, you're listening to Green Wave Radio. I'm Hayden Kim. As we approach the end of the year, it is about time for a mid-school year update from Father Michael on the state of Dalberton and what lies in store for 2021. There are a lot of exciting changes next year, and there's a lot to get to. Here's Headmaster Father Michael. Uh, so, I'm Father Michael Tidd. I continue to be the headmaster here at Dalbarton. Uh, it's now, I'm now two and a half years into the job, so it's kind of hard to believe it's been that long. So, uh, I've been a regular guest on this program, so I'm very happy to be back with Hayden and uh, ready to answer your questions. My first question is, what are some of the biggest obstacles this first half of the year, and why? I think the biggest thing has just been unpredictability. You know, early on it was not too bad. Like we we had we didn't have anybody get any positive COVID exposure, and we were able to move fairly smoothly. But then in November we we began to have a case here, a case there, and then we had a few after Thanksgiving, and so and of course that combined with changes in what's coming from the state. You know what we're allowed to do, not allowed to do, particularly with athletics. It's the unpredictability of it that I think tires people out. Like you, you put all this effort into planning the fall sports season. Oh, well, now you can't start till October 1st. And you put all this effort into the winter sports season. Oh, now you can't start till after January 1st. So the unpredictability of it has been the most challenging part. I think once we know what we have to do, we're able to adapt really quickly. Um, but not knowing what you have to do, on a, literally on a week-to-week basis, uh, it can be, it wears people down. It gets people discouraged. But overall, I think we've handled this really, really well. The fact that we've been here, you know, we're in our 16th week of school. That's not an accident. Um, and in person, and we had a fall sports season, and we did really well, and we're going to have a winter sports season. And, you know, now the vaccines are on the are here. They're not just on the horizon. They're here, and they're going to get to us soon. You know, and within a couple of months. So I think by the time, you know, if we have another conversation like this in May, I think we'll be in an even better position than we are now. What are some of the projected changes, either on the schedule or not, that are coming in the next half of the year, either after break, uh, as soon as the new year hits? Well, the only thing right now is, yeah, as you already know, is that two-week virtual period, so people can travel over Christmas. Other than that, we're going to be uh, in school every day like we normally would be. So I don't, we don't anticipate, again, we don't anticipate, we don't know for sure, but we don't plan on having any other changes other than what's in the calendar already. You've already voiced your optimism for the next coming half of the year. Uh, are there any concerns you may have? You know, a lot of things are pointing in a really great direction. Like we have our largest number of applicants for ninth grade in the history of the school. We had 340 kids apply for the ninth grade. We only are going to admit 135 because not everybody comes. So we only need to fill 108 seats, and we're going to be rejecting over 200 kids. That's it's disappointing that because they're they're evidently from what the interviewers tell me they're great kids, and they we probably could fill the class twice and still have awesome kids, but we only have so much room. So that's really good. You know we're about to move into this building. If you think about it. Three months from now is when we come back from spring break. Three months from now, from the day we're talking right now, December 15th, we will be moving into this building. And that's an amazing thing. 
So it's going to you know create all these wonderful um, new spaces, new way, new ways for you to use your time and and really make the most of your time here on campus. And it's also just a beautiful building. I think it's going to make the experience here even more attractive from a from a physical beauty point of view, as much as the practical how to get work done effectively. The building fund is symmetrical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it does create a, a harmony, a symmetry between the science building and the new building. Same at Nick Hall. With the new building, how are you guys going to transition offices, classrooms? How are you, how are things being shifted about? So that's a great question. So. Um, you may have seen the Courier article about that Matt Pasco did, and basically, uh, what we're going to do is all of the day-to-day -day activities in Old Main, college guidance, the three classes that meet there are going to come out. There are three new classrooms in this building, so at least in March, it'll be those classes that will move over here. Um, all of the guidance offices will empty out, so where. Mr. Semino, Mr. Kovacek, Mrs. Gleason, and Mr. Coca's LOR, they will move into the new guidance center. So on for as far as Old Main goes, Old Main will become a space just for the alumni, parent groups, events. It won't be a place where students go day to day. It's not like you can't go there, but there won't be any reason to go there. All that day-to-day -day stuff will happen over here. Um, at the same time, the where the two guidance offices are now those are going to be one's going to become a department office probably for the theology department and the other is going to become uh, a small classroom probably for arabic because their classes are very small so we're going to be doing some other changes in the science building where the benches used to be on the first and second floor we're going to create department offices in those areas because we need space for teachers not all of our teachers have a desk like a, a work desk that's theirs, and we want to make sure that that happens. So we're going to move history and English into the science building. They're going to each take one of those floors. And then the wall between the English and history classrooms, history offices will come down, and that'll be, create another classroom. So there'll be a, where history and English, where the faculty are now, that will become a small classroom, which is what it was once long, long ago. Huh. Okay. Um, what about the senior commons? Will seniors still have a spot exclusively for them? So the senior, the seniors will get that large multi-purpose room with the big windows on the edge, edge of St. Benedict's Hall. That will be where seniors can hang out during the day if they want. Um, they won't be over in Old Main. Uh, the senior commons has had different locations over the years. It's, it's not always been there. So they'll have that room to use unless there's a meeting or a function happening. But the other thing is, and I think this is going to be really exciting for everybody, is what is now the temporary library, that's going to become the student commons. So there'll be all kinds of soft furniture and places to charge your phone, couches, chairs, tables and chairs, where you can just go and hang out. So it's not a quiet space. You can go there and just hang out with your friends. The vending machines will be there. So if you want to get a snack or a drink, you can eat and drink in there. And so... The idea is that when you're not in class, instead of just kind of flopping down in a hallway somewhere, you'll have a place to go that's comfortable, but that also won't disturb people that are in class. When do you think you're going to begin this transition process? Because, you know, obviously it's going to take time to move everything from Old Main or wherever to the new locations. So spring break gives us the opportunity to do that. So when everybody leaves for spring break, the furniture will come in and be installed um, over those two weeks. 
So every all those changes, will, the physical changes will happen such that when we return that Monday, the building will be ready to use. And so all the new all the new spaces will have their new furniture in it. Just this past week, we had a meeting about the change in schedule for next year. Could you explain some of the reasoning and the thought process behind this new schedule? So we've been working on a review of the curriculum since I started back in 2018. So this what what you guys learned about um, last week is the result of a process that's taken over two years, to, almost two and a half years to do. So we wanted to look at the curriculum in a number of areas, particularly in light of three things. One, the amount of change that's been happening in higher education, like as, as our students applying are applying to college, what are colleges looking for, particularly the most selective schools, what are they looking for, and are we preparing our students for meeting those criteria? What's the workplace like? And are we preparing our students for their professional lives, which are only a few years away after they leave here? And then just looking at larger changes in society. Are we, are we giving our students the tools they need to be mature young men who are responsible members of their communities when they leave here? So we did a lot of research. We had uh, presentations given to the staff at multiple staff meeting days. Uh, the individual departments kind of dreamed aloud about, okay, this is what we would like in our area. This is what we have now. This is what we would like. And then the academic council, the heads of all the departments working with Mr. Hartle as the, as the chair, pulled all that together and integrated it in light of our mission, our fundamental beliefs, you know, the things that are most important about Delbarton. And then we re-examined the program in light of those foundational beliefs and commitments, and then redesigned the daily schedule and the academic calendar to support the program. You never want your schedule to drive your curriculum. You want your program to drive your schedule. So the key areas that we thought needed change were we wanted to make sure that we eliminated forced choices. Like if you're taking studio art junior year because you want to take AP art senior year, right now you have to drop physics or drop uh, U.S. history and take it as a senior. Now you wouldn't have to do that anymore. Um, we wanted to eliminate those bottlenecks. We wanted to give, particularly juniors and seniors, much more choice in designing a program that really reflects your interests, which is what you're going to be doing when you go to college, at least to some extent. Um, and before, our older, our current system doesn't give you very much room for that. Um, like you can't take two sciences when you're a senior. You can't really take two history courses. Areas that you might be really interested in, there's just no room to, to explore them in any depth. Um, for me, it was very important that kids who wanted to be musicians could participate in performance music like jazz band, wind ensemble, and not have to stay till 9 o'clock at night. That you should be able to take those, participate in those ensembles during the school day for credit, and that that can help fulfill your fine arts requirement uh, beyond the required music and art courses that every kid takes. So it's designed to give particularly seniors, but even juniors to some extent, much more freedom of choice in what you study. We also wanted to make theology, uh, to, have, to give it as much time in the students program as the other courses that we had um, to reflect its proper place in our program. 
And then we also wanted to give you guys more free time during the day. You know, we're, we're building this building. We're creating these spaces that now you're not going to have a study hall anymore. You're just going to have a free period. And so when you're not in class, you have a place to go. You can just go and relax and hang out. You can go to the new library where there's a number of different ways you can spend your time. Um, but now you'll have a place to go that won't disturb what's going on when kids are in class. So now that we have a place for you to go, or you could go outside, of course, which is also an option when the weather's good. Now that you have a place to go, we can kind of work with you to show you how to use your free time in ways that were not really possible before. When students first learned about the new schedule, they were concerned about the required courses they would have to take. Could you clarify what courses students will be required to take? Well, actually, there are, only, there are fewer required courses you have to take. So the only required courses that you have to take for four years are English, math, and theology, which is, what, which is true today. So there's nothing. We actually reduce the number of requirements to give you more freedom of choice. One notable change is that you need to take one year of finance. Is that correct? Right, but you can do it anytime you want. So let's say you take uh, jazz band two years in a row. You fulfilled your fine arts requirement. You don't have to take a fine arts course specifically to do that in your senior year. So we removed the fine arts requirement as a senior requirement, and now it's just a graduation requirement. So at some point between ninth grade and 12th grade, you have to earn an additional credit in fine arts. It can be in art, it can be in music, it can be a combination of the two, however you want. Do you have any final notes for the student body? No, no, I would just say stay the course. Do what you're doing. You guys have been super responsible. Stick to what you're doing. Stick to the plan. We're we're coming out of this, and you know a lot of good things are on the horizon. And I think if people just do what we need, people individual people do their part, we will still have a very successful second half of the year, just like we've had a successful first half of the year. That was Father Michael. As we move past the tumultuous 2020 year, we look forward to 2021 with optimism. Good news is on the horizon. Vaccines are being produced and distributed, and life is slowly returning to normal, albeit a new kind of normal. I hope that everyone stays healthy, stays safe, and has a very happy holidays. I'm Hayden Kim, and thank you for listening. <laughs>